So we have a few topics to cover today, man. How's it going? How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. And you? Doing well, trying to keep sane with all these things going on at once, but all, all good. Week. Oh, man, yeah. Busy, busy. Now, now we have a lot of topics to cover. It's really a big week, uh, but um, actually, I think if the rumors are true, this might be the biggest podcast in the decade. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because of the first article we're going to talk about, actually, um, and it's about a new battery breakthrough by the MIT startup. Um, have you heard about that, Efren? Yes, it's actually really interesting what, what they're doing there. Yeah, so in essence, they're, it's an MIT startup, basically. Uh, they're claiming a breakthrough uh, for a holy grail of batteries, which can actually double the energy density, meaning that you get double the power of any you know cell phone or uh, electric car, whatever the case may be, anywhere that batteries go. You can double the charge for it or the capacity for it while keeping the same size. Now, honestly, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like they're all doing it by replacing an important kind of material inside the battery, which I, I believe it was the graphite that they used. They're replacing that with a thin uh, foil that's uh, lithium metal, something like that. Yeah. So, I, you don't know this, but last semester I was actually studying uh, batteries, like actually in chemistry class. Um, oh, and cool. So I know how these things work. So there's like an anode and a cathode that works together and uh, they exchange electrons from each mm -hmm. side. Um, and that's when they when they exchange electrons, that's where the energy is, is basically piggybacked and taken as a battery. Because they're always changing, exchanging electrons because they're the opposites. Uh, and when it goes through a metal foil, um, mm -hmm. it actually produces that charge uh, now reducing that uh, from graphite to another high energy lithium metal foil one it reduces the mass so it's much lighter so mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing much lighter iphones macbooks and really cars are going to be lighter i don't know if that actually that does make a difference because it's it takes less power um, right and yeah so this actually holds more ions and uh, I mean, we're going into science here, but ions actually produce energy as well. So the uh, the more ions it holds, the more energy capacity it can have. Now, this does include more well. ions. Yeah. Exactly. Now, one, less mass. Two, more capacity. Uh, and three, it, essentially more capacity means reducing the size in half. Um, so there's two scenarios here you can go with as a company that produces either batteries or uh, batteries in technology. That is reducing or halving the ma or halving the um, space used and keeping the same amount of battery or you can increase uh, or keep the same size used and double the battery capacity now I'm gonna place my bets on the fact that Apple is going to <laughs> cut, cut it in half and slim everything down we're gonna have paper thin iPhones in the future guys this is <laughs> this is really awesome Johnny Ive must be really happy yeah. Honestly, uh, when people complain about iPhone battery, I don't know if you do, but I really don't mind about the iPhone battery. It's perfectly fine with me. Well, for me, I have the iPhone 6S Plus, so I really don't battle that much with battery. I did have the iPhone 6S, and that was a big problem for me. But uh, I guess just going with the bigger end, it, does, it's not, it doesn't affect me that much. As other, and there, I just don't complain about it either because it's enough for me to get through the day. Yeah, I mean, for me, I have the 6S, six, six and it's a smaller one. And uh, 
for those that don't know it's a lower battery capacity but still it goes through fairly well throughout the day i mean honestly i'm always connected meaning that if i'm in class for example there's always an outlet i can plug it in um my school's pretty relaxed about that i mean just so i know my uh, my my friends that have in, in other schools like they are really strict on cell phones, etc. Mm -hmm. But I mean, ours is really relaxed. So for, for school, class, it's all totally fine. At home, of course, it's fine. At work, it's totally fine as well. So I'm, in any case, I'm always connected. I have battery packs as well. So I mean, that doesn't matter. But anyways, we're going off topic in terms of <laughs> cell phones and stuff here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this, this huge battery breakthrough, which is really insane. That means that a Tesla Model S that has what, like 400 miles of range? uh 300 i believe 300, 300 something i'm not i don't i don't remember off the top of my head but i think i was thinking of kilometers because here in canada we do kilometers yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so and it, anyways but that let's say it's 400 kilometers that would if you were to keep the size uh and actually reduce the mass anyways you would actually double that to 800 kilometers per hour kilometers um of range which is really like it's, it's insane i mean in that in case the, why would you need yeah. a, a an engine powered vehicle a gas powered vehicle yeah isn't that like the, the number one thing people say about electric cars about the fact that oh uh, i can't uh, can't drive it for a long time or something right. like that yeah that, i mean uh, after reading the the topic and everything i love how they're gonna go into drones first they want to focus with drones uh, or I guess I want to start with drones because, first of all, the drone battery sucks. It's 30 minutes. I have a Phantom 4 and a Phantom 3. And the the life is 30 minutes. So just taking their technology, I guess, and putting it in drones, it's just going to make it so much faster. Well, not faster, but it's going to make the, the flight time much longer and it's going to be better. And um, instead of me carrying three batteries, I'm probably just going to need one. So that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, also I don't know if, I don't know if they've taken this into account, but not only does it double the capacity in the same amount of space, but it'll also reduce the mass. Which, in essence, if you're getting thirty minutes, and not only will you get sixty minutes of charge uh, and usage time, I would mm. say you would get more than sixty minutes because of the reduced mass. It takes less power. Um, you know, like for example, a phone doesn't need to take care of the mass and seeing how much battery it needs. A car, a drone, that does. Right. It's more mass, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if this is true, I mean, there's a lot of, of these types of battery breakthrough, you know, rumors that always come out every year. Uh, but this seems more promising uh, coming from an actual source that's really valid, an MIT source, right? Um, like, I don't know if you, people or listeners have been keeping track mm -hmm. of battery technology in the last several years, uh, but there have been several rumors kind of and breakthroughs about that. Um, and the past several decades, really, it's been terrible. It's like it hasn't even budged battery technology. Everything else about a phone, everything about about a car has been changed and revolutionized except the battery and that's something that needs to be changed. That's where the money is, man. Yeah, I'm excited. And I mean, to raise $12 million from investors, I think it's promising. Yeah, I mean, if I was an investor, dude, I would pour money into it. If they can patent it, if they mm -hmm. can patent it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude. But I hope they don't patent it. But, I mean, as a company themselves, if they were to patent it, I would invest in them so much. Um, you know, pull out all my stocks and any other stock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead, for sure. Now, in, in terms of talking about tesla there's this new p uh p90d 
upgrade kind of an update that they give over mm-hmm. the software update uh, it's kind of a kind of a quiet update there nobody was it, really knew about it was it an update or was it just with the new models because I, recently they got a facelift they got the model x kind of front and kind of refined all around um i don't think the old ones have this new kind of update we're going to be talking about Oh, yeah, I think because there, there was actually in the article that we're going to link in the show notes, there was a video. Uh, mm. I don't know if this guy had bought a new Model S or is it the same one and he just software updated. Uh, but, I mean, because a, a lot of Teslas are getting software updates where they can increase the speed, right? Right. Um, now Tesla doesn't say exactly how much kilometers per hour, uh, how much kilowatt per hour is the battery like the capacity it does say it but it's not really true because we learned that that people can pay a few grand to upgrade their Model S um, P sixty uh, D I think it's sixty to seventy and then eighty five to the ludicrous or to the insane mode I think yeah I mean it's I was thinking about that like doesn't it why do they lower the cost of a car then wouldn't that cost them money like isn't this like a hundred kilowatt per hour battery pack because uh, that's what they're saying that every literally, literally every tesla out there has a 100 kilowatt per hour battery pack it's uh, except the fact that it's limited by uh, software yeah software like if you have to do an update to unlock it isn't that why would why would tesla do that i mean of course to get money but why would you just charge lower amount of money doesn't it cost them more money i don't know I don't know, um, but I, I think, honestly, it's a smart move from Tesla to do that because you can go in thinking, oh, well, you know, it's cheaper, but I don't think I'll I'll go all these 200 and something miles, but then you end up needing them. It's like, oh, well, instead of buying a whole new vehicle, I could just pay, what is it, like five grand to upgrade to more range. I think it's it's a smart move on Tesla's part. Yeah, absolutely. It's like kind of like a like a go on the low end and buy the lowest end and and uh, and then see how it Upgraded. works for you. Yeah, exactly. Now, we we're talking about this new software update, and and the fact is that ludicrous mode on the P ninety D used to go from two po- uh, zero to sixty miles per hour in two point eight seconds, mm-hmm. uh, whereas now it goes from zero to sixty in two point six. Uh, now it might not seem a lot point two, but it actually when you sit in one, uh, you'll see that's a lot. In- also just point two out of two seconds that's a lot yeah and i mean it's point two seconds slower than the p uh the porsche 918 so that's pretty pretty fast i mean if you consider it a million dollar car versus a point two seconds slower a hundred thousand dollar car damn p uh what is it the porsche 918 it's at 2.2.8 or 2.6 2.4 2.4 okay okay i see I see. Okay. Well, it's still well. It's like a million dollars or what? Yeah. It's uh. Well, I mean, if you were to buy them now, it's probably a little over a million. But uh, it's up there. <laughs> it's something I can't afford for sure. <laughs> now, dude, have you seen? I mean, this this war of poaching companies, companies poaching each other's employees, is insane. It's like. It's like a comedic uh, episode of Silicon Valley, man. It's it's, it's amazing. <laughs> like if like 
for, for, for people who don't know the listeners, poaching, uh, when, when a company poaches another company, that means that they would offer more benefits and really convince an employee from a former company to join their company. Uh, so, for example, um, you know, Apple can poach Microsoft and say, we want your, we, well, they talk to the employee directly and they poach him and say, you know, you're going to get this much benefits, we're going to increase your salary by this much, you're going to work with us, this and that. And then, of course, the employee switches over or he doesn't, depends. And that's what the poaching is. And right. that in the car market has been happening a lot lately. And whenever I see a headline, I just laugh. It's just it's just hilarious and it's funny and it's it's amazing though so apple actually is working on a self-driving car or just a car in general an electric car which i think is a very smart move but i think if they delay this too long they're going to be they're going to be very late especially by the by the companies that are poaching and, and losing apple engineers and directors right. uh, now speaking of that project titan is their code name for apple's car uh, and they actually just lost a self-driving and computer vision expert to Faraday Future. Now we were talking about Faraday Future last episode, and I think they're totally a joke. I'm, I mean, I, I agree. I, don't, I agree with like, you, man. I'm not afraid to say they're a joke. Like uh, the car that they're producing is not something that's that's for consumers. It's a race car, and we're gonna talk about a race car that's actually been out on the market. Well, it's actually in in concept right now it's much better than Faraday features they're drumming up so much hype for nothing mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about the about this computer vision expert going to Faraday feature honestly man I don't I don't I think he did a bad move right there I don't think Faraday Future is ever going to really use what he he was doing at Apple uh, I don't think he's going to be like working on any self-driving team or computer vision stuff or anything at Faraday Future honestly <laughs> I think I don't know where, but it's probably private investors, or I don't know if it's like a different car company experimenting. For example, I don't know if Ford is actually making a sub company for Faraday Future like that, because I don't know where they're getting this money from. They actually poached a Ferrari um, uh, executive to join their board, which is ridiculous. I mean, how? I'm, I wonder how much money they're offering to these people. And this guy earned a, a PhD in robotics, so I don't know. This guy seems pretty smart, but uh, I don't know if he's I mean, no doubt, I, no doubt he's smart, yeah, but we'll for see sure what. he's smart. But if I was poached by Faraday Future, I would, I would straight up ask them for a business plan. <laughs> like, what's your business plan? <laughs> let me, uh, let me look through your business plan. Let me give you some feedback, and I'll let you know. <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing I'd see. I don't care about how much money you're going to be paying me because, uh, honestly, it's, it's, it depends on how long you're going to last. I mean, I would rather just stay at Apple for 200 grand than go to Faraday Future for 500 grand because it's not a guaranteed, uh, you know, success. Whereas Apple, you know, there's some there's some leeway there. True, that's very uh-huh. true. I mean, even if Apple their Project Titan doesn't come out, they'll just assign you to a different team. That's the yeah. beauty of Apple. Yeah, exactly. Now. In terms of these companies poaching each other all the time, uh, Tesla actually poached Apple themselves uh, once again. Uh, you know, Faraday Future stole from Apple. Now Tesla is stealing from Apple again, and they actually stole the reliability director. Now this reliability director is actually like the director of all of Apple products, and especially iPhone. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you I'm sure you know how reliable iPhones are, like in terms of shipping times and production and and uh, you know iPhones are always there for people to purchase and uh, with huge huge scale uh, this guy 
David Earhart is his name, and he is the reliability director at at Apple, which uh, which Tesla um, poached and, and got. Um, and I think that's a really great move for David Earhart. If I was him, I would go with Tesla as well. They're really early to the game. Uh, they have the technology in. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. But I mean, have you been hearing up of all the Tesla layoffs and whatnot? Tesla and Solar City, I believe. Yeah. I mean, they're poaching each other, but also Tesla's been laying off a lot of people and also cutting up their pay cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Solar City is actually a company that, um, dedicated to solar power uh, and energy for homes, etc. Uh, now, it's actually owned by Elon Musk's brothers or cousins? It's cousins, right? Cousins, yeah. I believe, yes. Cousins, yeah. So... It, it's owned by his cousins, and he had an early stake in the company as well. So now, what they're doing with Tesla and Solar City is that they're merging it. Uh, so Tesla is going to be buying uh, Solar City, uh, and uh, I don't know why that means uh, that there's going to be a lot of layoffs and pay cuts. For example, uh, the uh, the co-founders, the CEO uh, Lyndon and CTO Peter, are giving up their salaries. Like literally, they had. Uh, for example, Peter uh, and Lyndon had $275,000 salary. Now it's reduced to literally $1 per year. <laughs> same as Elon, man. you got to be equal with Elon. Same as Elon and same as Steve Jobs. Actually, mm-hmm. they all had a $1 salary. But they, people get confused. It's actually, they get a bunch of bonuses from like stock recompensation. Stock. Oh, yeah. Stock, yeah. So a, nice, uh, I mean, a nice stock plan, you know? Yeah, a nice stock plan. So dollar doesn't really matter. But exactly. anyways, that's... It's, that's just something interesting. It's just they're laying off a lot and paying pay cuts, right? So that's that, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting move there. Yeah, so uh, in terms of Uber, now Uber's working on a lot of self-driving tech, and I, I like that they're moving really quickly with that. Uh, for example, they revealed a fleet of superhumanized, uh, super <laughs> fleet of human supervised self-driving cars uh in pittsburgh mm-hmm. now they're just testing this for example if i were to be in pittsburgh right now and i, and I order an uber chances are uh very little but chances are that there would be a self-driving volvo that would pull up uh it has radar detectors at the top like sunroof um, and it has a passenger uh, works for uber just monitoring and seeing if everything's working fine and there's no one in the driver's seat if that's what I if that's what I'm reading correctly, and you won't have to pay for your ride. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. So if you're too scared to ride this thing and paying for for your death, I mean, <laughs> they're going to be paying for your ride. So uh, they're just testing this new technology out, which I think is really good that they're doing all in right now. Uh, by for example, if they're doing it right now and it's succeeding, I can't. I could imagine by 2017. Uh, select cities would actually have self-driving Ubers, literally with no no uh, passenger. No, no or, driver, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be cool. I would definitely ride those all the time. I think, like I told you before, I hate driving. Um, I have to drive because, I mean, I mean, I drive because I have to drive, but if I had an option to not drive, it would be fantastic. And having no driver there to have awkward conversations with, it's... Uh, I would definitely take Uber Autonomous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, um, yeah, so so that's that's they basically just made an agreement with Volvo and they customize a car and you know put radars on top, whatever. Um, now, talking about this uh, 
Just so before we talk about Solar City now about this uh, Tesla taxi, have you seen about that? Yes, they have the first I think right the first Tesla taxi. It's yeah, first um, Tesla. it recently got a hundred thousand miles, so it finally or it recently traveled uh, the hundred thousand mile mark. So I think that was cool. Yeah, you know what's interesting though? That's actually um, they're in Quebec, my hometown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, if the listeners have listened to our first episode, but in Quebec we're actually powered by hydropower, uh, meaning it's it's powered by the the pressure of our water because we have a lot of rivers and and waterfalls etc. Um, and so the the power consumption here is very little. Like, like all the power here costs uh, extremely cheap compared to anywhere else in America, North America. So for example, this guy he he actually um, ditched his Subaru. Uh, in 20, 2014, I believe, uh, for a, a Tesla Model S. Um, and now he just basically crosses 100,000 mile mark here in Quebec. Uh, now, it actually would cost him $700 per month in gas when he was driving a Subaru for his taxi uh, mm-hmm. taxi job. Um, and uh, actually, in the, in the past three years, uh, that $700 in the past three years in total, the energy consumption was $4,700 uh, Canadian. Now, I think that's really, really interesting. I mean, in 700 that would have been six months of a Subaru. Uh, I don't know how much he travels per month, how many miles he travels per month. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, $700 in six months or $100,000 and, uh, you know, it's the same, the same equivalent up there. That's about uh, with the new Tesla. Instead of paying seven hundred a month for just gas, that's paying one hundred and thirty dollars to have electric powered car, like electric power, basically one hundred thirty dollars. Because I just divided it by three years, mm-hmm. by the four grand, right? Um, so that's that. Um, and and really, it he's urging everyone because you can literally do the math if you're a taxi driver you can do the math and see that it's it's totally worth it just switching to a tesla even if you are actually doing uber which is really picking up i mean a lot of people are doing self i mean um uh, part-time uber because i know a lot of people that are really successful in their jobs and stuff and they still do part-time uber because it's better to do nothing than uh better to make money than do nothing right uh but having a a a tesla that that can have your be your own taxi basically it's really interesting and saves a lot of people a lot of money i mean it, just do the math on yourself even if yeah. you're not a tes- taxi driver just do the math like just do the math in terms of just driving to work every day right i mean that would save a lot of people a lot of money too especially with like superchargers picking up now building all over the place i think it's yeah. gonna be great yeah yeah a lot of people here in in Quebec have the idea that uh, battery tech doesn't work well in in cold because mm-hmm. um, I don't know how the weather is how how cold does it get into in in Texas how's the coldest in, in the year? Not really. Not it doesn't get too cold here to be honest. Um, like seventy eighty degrees max. I would say about like maybe like fifty max like lowest lowest fifty I think. Oh wow! Still in the positive Celsius now. Here, that can it can actually go down to like negative thirty. Oh wow! Uh, in Celsius, <laughs> that's negative twenty-two in Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you were, I don't know if you've been in cold climate with your cell phone and with your iPhone. Have you mm-hmm. ever? But uh, if you were to be here in, with negative thirty, and I, it's so bad because I'm with 
it's literally 60% battery on my iPhone. I pull out my iPhone to check, um, I don't know, check my text outside in the winter, uh, and my iPhone was shut down in five minutes. And I, oh, really? I have to go. Yeah, it literally just shuts down. Oh, it's not it's not Apple's fault. It's not it's no one's fault. It's just that uh, because I don't actually use a case on mine, so it's hard. It's easier for me to for my phone to shut down too. Right. But your battery drains like it's like sixty. Two minutes later, it's thirty. Two minutes later, it's done. Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's dead. I'm like, what the hell? I just had ninety percent. <laughs> so it's so weird. Um, and so yeah, you go home and you're you have you plug it in and it's like giving that a uh, charging indicator when it's like totally off, right? Mm-hmm. That's it's interesting. So I did not know about that. Yeah, batteries don't work well in cold at all. That's why they heat up. I don't know. I guess Tesla's doing something for that. Yeah, they are definitely. Because this Tesla Tesla taxis, yeah, he's in Quebec. He's driving around in in, the the cold as well. Like, if you see photos, he's in the snow. He's he's having a good time. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds fun. Yeah. Now... In terms, of, there's this other, all of these other manufacturers that are getting into this car game, and mostly I see Ford, I see Mercedes, I see Volkswagen. Um, these are good. These are good, uh, good, um, good manufacturers to get into this right now because these are mainstream car companies, right? Right. Now Mercedes actually unveils a a new uh, luxury coupe, like it's the kind of Maybach. concept. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dude, I, th- I love that thing. It looks so cool. It does, yeah. But I, I think it's too much, man. Like, <laughs> I don't think... It- I mean, it's only for a certain amount of people, I would say. But it- I think it looks super awesome. I mean, it looks like... Uh, have you seen the new Aston Martin... Uh, damn it, Zagato, I think it's called? It has that type of back. Uh, the Zagato type of back combined with like a Rolls Royce uh, Wraith kind of thing. I think it looks it's pretty sweet. I mean, you if, can definitely tell the aerodynamics in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's a four seater as well, um, but yeah, it's supposed to be an all electric vehicle with uh, an equivalent, I guess, of eighty kilowatt battery pack. Did you see the inside of this? Oh Holy man, it's shit. crazy! Yeah, it's crazy cool. I really hope it makes it out like that because it's a concept right now, obviously, but. If it was to make it out to market, something like that, I would be so excited for for that. I would try to find every penny. Sit? How do people sit in this? <laughs> I have no idea. It looks like a bucket like, kind of seat. I mean, no, I wouldn't call it a bucket seat. It just looks like it has a backrest, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no under. Like, where do you sit on it? Like, you sit on the floor? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. But it looks really cool. It does look super cool, futuristic. Yeah. Yeah, like keep in mind, this is just a concept. It's not like yeah. something in production yet. But uh, I mean, two hundred miles of range is, is not the greatest. But I thought it was supposed to get around three hundred. That's what Mercedes was saying. Mm, maybe it's just concept, right? So I right, mean, all these big companies they do they uh, they underestimate um, so that they don't overpromise, right? So true. Yeah. They also mentioned something about I guess what it would be equivalent to supercharging. That you could get, and with five minutes of charging, it would be about 60 miles added. Five minutes? Holy yeah. shit. That's like super, super charging. <laughs> Dude, wow. Okay, because I know, I know, like, for example, Androids have these supercharging capabilities. It was not super, it was called Fast Charge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those, I, I don't know. Because 
my friend has an Android, I think, I don't know which Samsung something, it has a fast charge, uh, but he says don't use it all the time because it ruins his battery, because uh, it's not meant to, like, it's meant to be fast charged, but it's not for everyday use, it's right. kind of like an emergency type thing, because you're literally pushing so many electrons at once, and you're forcing the battery to accept it, right? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, man. That's interesting, though, for 5 minutes, 60 miles, that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, it's like a, it's literally a pit stop at a gas station. Yeah, basically it is. You just, just pull up, put your uh, put the charger in, go in to uh, grab something from the store, and you're out, and you got 60 miles to go. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, Ford also is going into this car game. Um, I want to talk about Model E uh, and the controversy with Tesla. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Uh, sure. So, uh, Tesla wanted to name the Model 3, uh, the Model E, but once they were trying to go, I guess, and trademark it or register it, Ford came in and was like, nope, that's ours, and we won't allow you to register it. So then Elon Musk went up and, like, started, I guess, uh, tweeting and going through the press. and was like, oh, well, Ford killed the sex. Ford, uh, yeah, Ford killed sex because uh, it's the Model S, the Model, it was going to be the Model E, and then obviously the Model X. So <laughs> I think that was hilarious. Yeah, and then, and then of course, you know, uh, Elon had to had to go with 3, uh Model 3, of course, this is the closest he can get to an E. Uh kind of ruined everything cuz it was all alphabets right now. You can throw in and throw in a digit in there, but I mean, I think it looks better because it'd be S 3X and then I would presume the next model for the model uh for Tesla would be the Model Y. So it'd be like I'm interested yeah I'm interested to see what they do with that yeah and and this actually this model e by Ford that they they said they want to keep the name they're actually planning it for the spring of 2019 so I mean that's just two years away really it's it's not that far and production also yeah production is also in Mexico so that's going to be interesting cheaper is it I heard it's uh coming up to be more expensive now yeah, so that, that's, that's why I'm bringing it up because uh, I can't remember where I was reading this, but I, I think Audi's having some problems with their production in Mexico now because uh, oh. it's becoming more expensive. So that would be interesting to see how they do this with the Model E. Yeah, and actually Ford's investing $4.5 billion in, in 13 new electric vehicles by mm-hmm. 2020. So, I mean, that's a lot of money, and I really, really think they're doing a great job at this because... Uh, you can't be too you can't be too late to this electric game or you'll end up like blackberry yeah (laughs) (laughs) now ford actually did announce plans for autonomous cars um by 2021 autonomous is actually like self-driving meaning you don't have to uh you don't have to put your hands on the wheel and foot on the pedal to drive it the car would drive itself yeah well actually funny story they announced level four which they also said would not have a steering wheel so that's that's like the the Google car, the the little pod. Mm-hmm. I think that's something similar to what Google is trying to do with that. Mm-hmm. And they also yeah. announced. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but they also oh, announced okay. like plans for a uh, hailing kind of taxi sharing, ride sharing uh, kind of industry uh, service, not industry. Um, so something similar to what Tesla announced not too long ago. 
Yeah, I really, really hope Tesla's plan for that shared fleet goes really well. Why? Because I want to buy a Tesla and pay half the lease of it. <laughs> and we talked about <laughs> this last uh, last episode. This was what we brought up. Just buy a Tesla specifically for it to make money. <laughs> Imagine just buying a Tesla and literally have it 24-7 on, on work. <laughs> and just the recharges, it has its only brakes. <laughs> That'd be that'd be like if it were if if it was making so much money that'd be insane. Imagine imagine there there's, there's so much demand for ride sharing that you were to buy a Tesla and you just sit at home and that's it makes money for you. That would be the dream, honestly. <laughs> and that would kill jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. They forget about taxis. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Dude, the taxi industry is like just like BlackBerry. There's so many examples of this, like where you don't um, keep up to date with technology and and move towards adapting your your brand with the new technology and mm-hmm. really missing out. Um, so I think it's really great that it, we're in the midst of car, the car industry doing the same as what BlackBerry did, the same as what taxi industry did, um, and whoever is not coming in right now. Now I understand Ferrari, uh, Lamborghini, they're not going to go in, of course. I understand because they're supercars and it's like a specific niche of enthusiasts that buy those cars. Uh, but Volkswagen, Ford, like it's really great that they're getting into it. I haven't really seen uh, Honda, Toyota, Hyundai. Yeah, none of those other brands uh, would. Yeah, I think you named all of them. Um, but it would be interesting to see how they play out. Yeah, Especially with like, the bigger brands coming in now. Yeah, even Mazda and like all these other brands. But I mean, if you're a car company, like just get into it right away as soon as you can. because Even if it's just experimenting, yeah. by the time yeah, you figure yeah. something out, it's going to be like, oh, well, all these other cars are also doing it, so might as well. They have the money, right? Yeah. You know what I really hate um, is that the smart car actually took the smart car name, wherein it's not even smart at all. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. those things <laughs> are. Hilarious. I was thinking, right? I was thinking it was like smart smartphones, uh, a smart tab. Like, there's smartphones, and then there's uh, smart cars. The smart cars have nothing. They're just literally smart, smaller cars. That's it. And if smart cars that that would be amazing for uh, for Tesla's brand and and other other electric car brands that would have been better. Yeah, smart cars are actually dumb cars. So yeah. there you know. Stupid ruin the brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Now Volkswagen actually, um, in terms of other companies going in, actually Volkswagen wants to debut a new electric car with three hundred miles of range. Um, next month in Paris so it's, it's, it's not like a concept at all it's like actually next month that's going to be happen, going to be happening 300 miles is not that uh, it's not small at all uh, it's pretty big yeah Three, yeah and it's supposed to be the size of a golf uh, and with the cargo space of a Passat so that's going to be interesting to see how they play it out um, combine all that well I mean if it's an all-electric vehicle uh, they could probably do a Tesla kind of trunk and frunk thing. Yeah, hopefully they push a good price on that. Yeah, definitely. I think you can uh, you can push that towards uh, the older group of people, like a small range. I mean, not small range, small type of car that's, you know, like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, BMW so, uh, does that with their i3, I guess, but I, I don't yeah, see a lot exactly. of older people um, driving those vehicles. 
Really? Over here, I actually see a lot of i3s. I've seen a couple i8s, actually. Uh, and i3s, it's mainly just literally older couples. Huh. I test drove an i3 a while back, and it was terrible. Like, <laughs> I slightly turned the steering wheel, and I felt like it was going to kill me. Because it, like, literally <laughs> moved out of the lane. I was like, what are you doing, car? Stay in the lane. My arm just uh, twitched. Stay in the lane. <laughs> does it make a lot of noise, or how's it? No, no, it's pretty quiet. Um, it doesn't make noise at all. It's kind of like Tesla on the inside, but uh, it's just terrible at handling. <laughs> now the uh, the range of the i three, would you know? It's terrible. Um, I know that for a fact because the guy was trying to convince me to buy one, and I was like, <laughs> I go to the Woodlands, which is like an hour away, every single day. So I was like, oh, yeah, then never mind, because the range is not that good. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you're going, like, around the corner kind of thing. Um, so it's pretty bad. I don't know off the top of my head, but... Yeah, it's, it's um, 81 miles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Woodlands is about 100 miles to and from. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you heard about the Remac, or... I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Remac Concept 1. That car is awesome dude i saw the specs on it too and it's it's pretty decent uh it has like what is like it, it actually gives horsepower and stuff they actually yeah. has uh, torque which is something new in the car industry now of course mm-hmm. you're gonna see torque a lot now um 2.6 seconds 0 to 100 kilometers per hour, not 0 to 60 but is it 0, uh, zero, zero to 60 yeah. 0 to 60 okay yeah 0 to 100 so, kilometers yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so this is, that's the same as a model s p90d with ludicrous but the yeah, cool thing like i don't know if you saw the video that was uh published i think this week but it was put up against a p90d i think uh the old model not the new one um it was put up against a la ferrari um and it just creamed both vehicles dude it was pretty impressive like it left the tesla so behind it was like <laughs> mind-boggling to be honest yeah it's, it's it's pretty decent. I mean, I've seen the, I've just, I'm just looking at the specs here, and it looks pretty sick. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Koenigsegg. You know? Is that oh, the Koenigsegg. Koenigsegg. Yeah, that's what I don't know why this. Reminds and it's me. it's a heavy car. I mean, it's two tons. Holy shit! Yeah, it's two tons. It has a motor for each a specific wheel, uh, and it, each motor produces 700 horsepower. Wow. Yeah, so it's incredible what they've done with this vehicle. And uh, I was watching this video by this guy called uh, Solomondrin. He does uh, car videos. He did Hyper 5, which uh, he put like the the five hyper cars, or the top three, uh, the Holy Trinity, which was the P1, 918, and the LaFerrari. Yeah. Put up, like, that, guy, that guy's pretty funny, man. Yeah, I love <laughs> that guy. He was talking about it, uh, and he's going to put it up against his 918. So I'm really, really interested to see what which car wins because I mean, the Remark is super fast compared in the video that they showed. So uh, I would want to see those two on the track, and Remark yeah. is willing to put it on the track with Salamandrin. I want to see a Remark versus a Bugatti. <laughs> the Chiron. <laughs> yeah, the Chiron. Yeah, that's a weird looking car. It looks cool. I think it yeah, looks, it looks nice. Cool. Yeah, but uh, what does what does this guy do for a living? Do you know? Salmondrin. Yeah, he was or he is a TV producer, movie producer, or something. Um, he's made a few movies, and 
like my friend and I were talking about him the other day and my mom comes out of nowhere and she's like oh uh Salman Alejandro Salman right I was like yeah why I was like oh I've seen a few of his movies and we just like what so uh, they're fairly popular especially in, like the Hispanic community I would say the Mexican community uh-huh. so yeah he's made his money off of there and then investing as well no that's cool 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 yeah, this guy, this guy had a video once uh, where he tested the Model X, um, the air filtration system. Oh yeah, he hotboxed the thing. <laughs> he hotboxed the whole. That's hilarious, man. And it worked. It worked perfectly fine. So that's yeah. that. He does all that. He does those type of things all the time. Um, what was it called? He did a challenge with them. We're off track now, but I think we covered all the topics. Yeah, we. Um, but he did this video where it was the hot pepper there's hot something chili pepper thing um what's it called he tested the autopilot on the model x and every time it failed he um what's it called they him and his co-driver had to eat a pepper so like a super (laughs) spicy pepper and it failed like five times or so and they were like dying at the end of the thing damn he lives in uh, la yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool i want to go to la yeah. I, live there. I want to see his garage. His garage is insane. Yeah, his garage must be insane. Uh, like I, when I first saw his videos, I didn't think he was, he was something, someone that successful. Like he doesn't, he doesn't act like someone, right? He just yeah, acts yeah. foolish. He's a hilarious guy, man. Uh, anyways, any any of our listeners want to check him out on YouTube? Uh, Salamandrin, right? Yeah, we'll have a link down below in the notes somewhere. Yeah. yeah no. But yeah. Hopefully he does do the Remac versus 918, and we'll definitely talk about the results whenever he does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now, for our listeners, uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out what's the best schedule for our podcast, but uh, Sunday is perhaps the posting time now, mm-hmm. so we'll always post it on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if this is going to go up today, uh, Sunday or Monday, uh, but w- whenever the case may be, we're just starting up, so things are changing up. And uh, any of you listeners that were in the last episode, hopefully my mic is now better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounded better on my end. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's I uh, got the Yeti. So yeah, dished out. Uh, so that's that. And uh, yeah, anything else, a friend, or is that all? I think that's all for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening, and well, until next time. All right. Ciao. All right. Later. All right. Cool. So. Uh, I'll send uh, I'll, I'll put it up on Dropbox and I'll send you a link for the audio file yeah